This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. Ask any seasoned mortgage broker and they'll tell you that processors are the unsung heroes of the industry. Often overlooked, processors are about to get their just due. In this episode, we go one-on-one with two processors who have nearly 50 years of experience between them. One who works in-house, the other a contract processor. Time to learn from a pair of processing pros on episode 11 of Good Better Broker. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. All right, welcome back to Good Better Broker. Pleased to be joined now by Sandy Borkovich. She is the owner of Central Park Processing out of Phoenix, Arizona. Sandy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Justin. Nice being here. It's great to have somebody of your experience with us, Sandy, because it's been 24 years for you in the business. You started all the way back in the subprime days. You've been an in-house processor, and now you are contract. So just for starters, give our listeners an idea of your keys to success as a processor. Um, so for me, it, it's all about communication. Uh, communication is key. You know, we require full broker packages. We read our findings. You know, we just, the goal is to always have the least amount of conditions for a broker and we get to turn the files quickly. Um, and with that comes growth. Um, you know, cause as our brokers get bigger and they refer us, you know, we take on more partners. So you said submitting a file with the least amount of conditions. To do that, Sandy, what goes into it for you? Because you can't just snap your fingers and have a really clean file. You got to do your homework. You got to be prepared. So on your end, what is the key to that? Okay. So with every broker that we have, every partner, every new broker, you know, Central Park has a list of what we require prior to submission. And that again, read your findings. And we normally just, you know, if you're a W-2 employee, we only provide W-2s, pay stubs, HOI statements, HOI or HOA statements, um, you know, IDs. We, a lot of brokers will give us tax returns. We as contract processors are able to review the documents before the underwriter sees it. We only give the documents required for that loan program. So requiring your brokers, the brokers you work with, correct, to have certain elements, that is a, a requirement, as you said. But to kind of do that, you have to have some credibility, right? I mean, this isn't just something you can do from day one. So how much of that is really you being able to rely on that experience you have and know exactly what's going to lead to a successful file? Right. So because of the volume that we do and the years of experience I have as a processor, you know, we have standard conditions, right? You learn your, you learn the programs, right? So if you have VA, you know, I require all of those from the broker, our standard checklist, 
But then as if it's a VA loan, you know, we pull the COE and, you know, there are certain things for certain loans. So as you process, you get used to seeing the same products, programs being used by brokers. So it's a W-2, we use this. If it's self-employed, then we use our standard checklist plus a P&L, plus bank statements, plus tax returns. It's all about one, what the findings ask us, but it's repetitive for us. So it's very, you know, you just get to learn what the process is and that allows us, you know, to come out of processing most times with five conditions or less. So I mentioned this off the top of our conversation here. You've been on both sides. You've been an in-house processor and you've been contract. And I know for you, being a contract processor is really where it's at. Because as you told me when we spoke previously, you have the ability to shine. Why is this for you, Sandy, the perfect fit? Well, the perfect fit, if the reason why it is, is because one, you know, I determine my volume. When I'm an in-house processor, I only get loans that the LOs give me. So, you know, for contracting, for me, I have the ability to market and, and reach out to other brokers that are looking to steer away from in-house processing um, and use a contract processor. Also, you know, I, it gives me the ability to grow. A lot of times, you know, I can suggest a, a better program that the loan officer may not know about, right? So that allows us maybe to sometimes direct direct the loan, Um you know, and you get out what you put in, you know, as a, as an in-house processor, I got a paycheck and a bonus structure. For me, I give this company 100% of me and all of the knowledge that I have obtained in the last 24 years. So a lot of our clients, you know, rely heavily on referrals and, and you are one of them. Um, and, and I love what you said just about the nature of this business and about just home ownership in general and, you know, the process of getting a mortgage. So in your experience, Sandy, you know, how do you get your referrals? What, what are the situations that really lead you to growing your business? Well, you know, we have the refi and we have purchase, right? But either way, it's still a homeowner. And that homeowner, we have to make sure at Central Park Processing that the homeowner's experience is seamless and painless as possible. Because when those homeowners start, you know, coffee clutching for lack of a better word, or, you know, talking about financing with friends and family, there's referrals that come from that. So for us, my brokers are number one priority, but their borrowers, once we get the loan, they become the number one priority. Because if we shine with the borrower, then the broker ultimately shines and gets referrals. And with the broker's referrals comes more loans for Central Park Processing. All right. So you talked about the relationship with your brokers and some of the, the requirements, You know, some of the things that are mandatory as part of your working relationship. You just went over some of the things about the borrowers and getting referrals. But there's another element to this, Sandy, that I want you to talk about next. And that is your relationship with your underwriter. As, as a processor, what is the approach to having a solid working relationship with your underwriter? Well, again, you know, communication is key. But you know, not only do I have to have a good relationship with my broker and my borrower, but my underwriter is one of the most important relationships for us to build because 
for as many loans as we submit to whatever lender, we pretty much get that same underwriter or, you know, we have to build a working relationship with them because underwriter, you know, they need to be confident that I know what I'm doing and I'm confident that they know that what they're doing. And if I don't agree with a condition based on my underwriter's relationship, I can easily just call them and argue it, but not argue it, right? Really just discuss it. And underwriters are somebody that I deal with every single day on every single loan. So their relationship with me and mine with them is extremely important. Yeah. And another point you made when we talked uh, previously is that, uh, and I love this, you, you decide what goes to the underwriter. And that that basically means you're not chasing docs. So that, that when the loan comes to you, Sandy, I mean, you're, you're basically set up, right? You've already got what you need. Absolutely. But that also comes with reading your findings. Because whether you have one year experience or you have 25 years experience in processing in-house or contract, your findings is pretty, pretty much the Bible to that loan. Whatever Fannie or Freddie is asking for, I'm going to ensure that I have that in my loan. If they're not asking for it, but I know because of experience that they're probably going to ask for something else, I will add that. But especially with income documentation and I don't provide an underwriter anything because a lot of times once they see it, they can't get rid of it. And that's going to create more conditions. All right. So next up, I got to ask, you know, what's your advice for others out there who have less experience than you, but they want to build a business like you have where you're able to, you know, have all these great relationships and, and work with, you know, the brokers you want to work with and be able to have these these great working relationships with underwriters and be able to get those referrals. So if you were offering up a couple of pieces of, of advice for some newer processors to the business, Sandy, what would you tell them? First one would be knowledge is power. It's important very important to know your guidelines, know how to read your findings, know your programs, conventional, FHA, VA. So with knowledge, right, comes power, but you also have to be, you know, I don't, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert, right? So relationships, that's what I do. Not everybody is like that. But the one thing is, is that everybody wants to be spoken to with respect. So I have to respect the relationships that you're building with your brokers, your borrowers, your underwriters, because nobody wants to work with somebody that thinks they know everything, doesn't like to listen, right? I mean, I, I've learned that myself. The other thing is, is that you get out of it what you put into it. You have to, if you're choosing to be a contract processor or you're a junior processor and you're in-house broker and you want to be a senior processor, you have to have drive and you have to have passion for this industry because a lot of us have been in it for a long time and we'll complain about it at points, but then none of us ever leave because this industry is something that if you have the passion for it, it's a lifelong journey. Great, great stuff. Sandy Borkovich from Central Park Processing. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Justin, for having me. Are you a retail loan officer or mortgage banker? 
Looking for a career change that will give you more flexibility, speed, and earning potential? Our team of experts at BeAMortgageBroker.com can help you make the switch to wholesale. Get started today at BeAMortgageBroker.com. All right, welcome back to Good Better Broker. I am pleased to be joined by Judith Archundi. She is a senior loan processor with Plum Creek Funding in Colorado. Judith, welcome to the show. Hello. (laughs) So you have a great story. You have been with Plum Creek Funding now. It'll be 12 years in March. So you've got lots of experience. You know what it takes to be a really good in-house processor. So give our listeners an idea of the best practices that you regularly use to make you successful. Um, best practices, um, good communication, um, staying organized, organized is organization is pretty much key as a processor. You've got to make sure you're crossing your T's, dotting your I's, um, going through lists every day, making sure you go through your pipeline, you know, making sure you touch those files that need to be with the date, the deadlines and so on and so forth. But being organized and communication are the, are the big ones, the big points. So you mentioned lists, and obviously everybody has a different way of going about this when you have a job that requires you to be very organized like all processors do. Yeah. So for you, what's what's your approach? What works well for you? Um, I've been using a system called Trello, and it's an online. It actually um, it links directly through Outlook as well um, to where I put a process in place to where I have my files and I carry it through each list and in, in, in each each phase of the process from when I submitted the loan to when I've sent an email to the borrowers to make sure I'm not missing anybody. Hey, I'm, I've communicated with this borrower on what I need. Now I'm waiting on them. So if I haven't heard from them in a few days, it kind of reminds me, hey, you've already sent them an email. You've not gotten back to them before I can move it on to the next step, which is to put it back into underwriting. So, Judith, what about uh, communication, especially with the, the LO? Because, you know, Obviously, there are multiple parties involved in the transaction that you need to rely on. So uh, how does that work for you? What best practices have you employed over the years uh, to make sure that you are efficiently communicating with and collaborating with your loan originators? Well, each loan officer is different. (laughs) I work with four different ones right now um, to how they want to be communicated with. Some of them want to be on every single email that you send to your borrowers. They can stay in touch and stay in front of it as well. Um, Then you've got Brian, who I've been with the longest for 12 years. He just relies on me to handle it all. So it's just knowing your loan officer and how they work and how they want to, you know, stay in front of their pipeline as well. It's different. It's interesting because obviously you can either go contract or you can go in-house and you know, just listening to you talk about Brian and having been there now for as long as you have, obviously, when you work with somebody for that long, you get to know them, you know, how they, how they like to work, you know, how you can work best with them. In your mind, is that one of the big advantages of being an in-house processor that you really get to to know the people that you work with extremely well? Absolutely. Um, It becomes like a family here. Um, So everyone, you know, we do lots of stuff together as well. But like I said, like working with Brian, as long as I have exactly that, is that you get to know them and how they work, how they want things done, you know, um, and it's also a steady, um, how to explain, he makes sure that there's loans in my pipeline to work on. And so that's also beneficial. So he's always, he's always a go-getter trying to get those loans in the door. (laughs) 
So you, you've been in the business since 2003, you said, and, mm-hmm. and this goes back to when you first moved to Colorado. So I, I want to ask you, you know, how do you kind of leverage all the experience you have when it comes to you know, different situations that you encounter as a processor? Um, you know, um, one thing that I can probably tell any other processor is that you've got to learn from, obviously learn from mistakes. I mean, no one's perfect. Everything's pretty situational. You've got to um, take what you learned and moved on to the next, you know, the next file. Um, you know, guidelines, I mean, those are changing, ever changing in this world, in this business. Um, it's hard to stay up to them like every, like up to date, like I'll have to go back and refer to references all the time. But getting to know your programs and guidelines is super helpful. Using those tools to, um, those are just things that I can remember just learning along the way. I mean, there's a lot of knowledge in my head. A lot of things have changed. Just have to stay up to date with as much as you can. And, you know, as it's throwing at you. <laughs> so so what are the main resources that, that you go to to make sure that you're staying up to date on, you know, the ever-changing market that is, you know, the mortgage business? Um, you know, believe it or not, I use a lot of the source now. I mean, it was a different, you guys had a different source before, but um, I use a lot of the source in UWM just because it's a quick search, a search tool. Um, and I also, I also keep the the main guidelines on my desktop, you know, the, the latest Fannie Freddie so that I can go control alt, you know, control A or control S to search, you know, for different Keywords, yeah, you know, the, loan the, value, refinance, that kind of thing. I'm I'm glad you mentioned the source because uh, it really is a great resource uh, for anybody out there, uh, processors, LOs alike. So uh, thanks for the plug on the source. Uh, the communication piece. I want I want to go back to that because you know we talked a few minutes ago about you know you working with Brian, but for you as a processor, you know to to make sure you're in lockstep with your LOs and, and finding out what their needs are and making sure that you can address them in a timely fashion. You know, what is the role that communication plays in your, in your ability to do a good job? Um, it's huge. Cause you, you know, if you're not communicating with your loan officers on where you're at, they go talk to their borrower and then the borrowers, Oh yeah, I've already talked to my process. You know, I've already talked to Judith about that. So that's no fun. You want to make sure that, you know, they all, everyone's on the same page. So you know, pipeline meetings work um, with your, with the loan officers, um, those that need that, um, or even an email if some of them would prefer to get a, a weekly email on where their files are at. Um, the one thing that's also, I mean, not to like plug in UWM, but this is why we use you guys a lot, is that they can go look in their pipeline and see where their files are at. It's super simple compared to any other, one, any other ones out there that I work with anyway. Um, but, you know, just... There's certain loan officers that want different, have different needs. You've got those that want to know everything, like I mentioned before. And so you've got to have those weekly phone calls, weekly meetings, um, going over their files. Um, purchases are the big because there's so many deadlines and dates to follow. Copying them on all their emails, that kind of thing. Um, and then, like I said, going back to Brian, he just wants to know 
once in a while where the appraisal's at and when are we closing? <laughs> are we ready to close? So, you know, that's like I said, but I've been working with him for so long, but that's just how it is. <laughs> you know, it, listening to you talk about, about that, it, it seems like, you know, relationships are, are a big part of this job, oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. you know, kind of knowing, knowing how everybody works, because, you know, as you said, everyone's a little bit different. Everyone has different preferences. So is, is relationship building also one of your keys? Huge uh, relationships is they're absolutely huge because Brian has a trust with me that he knows that I'll get the loan closed. You know what? You know I, he can rely on me to talk to his borrowers, no problem. His realtors, he even tells them, "Hey, if you need anything, you make sure you call Judith." He tells them that up front, and so that with that openness, they can you know call me when they need something directly, and that's totally fine. And it also works with his relationship to keep those loans coming. So. Which is also nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so I, I got to ask you, you know, about your advice, you know, your advice for, for other processors, those who have less experience than you, maybe uh, there's somebody listening to this, who's, you know, just starting out in the business and they don't have the kind of connection that you have with Brian and the experience that you have and the, you know, the amount of files that you've been able to work over the years. You know, if, if you were giving them a couple pieces of wisdom, uh, what would you tell them? Um, be organized. Um, you've got to be, or you've got to be organized and know where your files are at. Um, that would be a big one. Um, getting to know patterns of files, like I said, you learn from your mistakes, and then go on to the next one because those mistakes will happen once in a while. Um, ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask those people that are out there to help, that are out there that have the knowledge. Um, whether it be, you can even ask your loan officer a lot of the time, but make sure you're not just assuming, you know, just ask the questions. Um, and then going back to the guidelines, I mean, this, this, this industry is, like I said, always changing. And so make sure you're going and I'm not saying go read them every night. <laughs> that's not, that's no fun. <laughs> but like when you have a loan that you're working on and you're new to the business, go pull up Fannie Mae's guideline on the refinance rate and term and just get familiar, like familiarize yourself with that. Um, Oh, and the findings are super helpful. Everyone's got to run findings, AUS findings. Those are going to be pretty key and pretty standard on every file. So if you're reading your findings and you're submitting your loans based off your findings, um, you're going to be just fine. Without doing your extra. homework. Yeah, Besides, doing your besides, homework. You'll like, like a good teacher says, make sure you're on top of your homework. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Judith Archundi, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Justin. Appreciate it as well. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.